Welcome to Shadow Work. What the fuck? If you've been thinking, uh, what the fuck is Shadow Work and how does it help me? You're in the right place. This is your go-to podcast that will answer all your questions as well as give you the tools to dig into your shadow so you can set yourself free from the bullshit holding you back and finally start manifesting that juicy as fuck life I know you've been dreaming of. I'm your host, Caitlin Hosking, the shadow work queen and coach to fierce as fuck women who want to heal their shit so they can drop the self-sabotage and take control of their futures. I know shadow work can feel a little bit scary, so if you're new here, don't stress. I'm here to demystify the spook and bring some fun to the heavy. So get ready to learn, cry, laugh, and finally understand why the fuck you do what you do so you can quit playing small and start manifesting those big dreams. So without any further ado, let's jump into this episode. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to another episode of Shadow Work. What the fuck? Today, we are talking all about guilt-free rest. So that is when you are resting, when you need some time off, when you are trying to relax, how do we get to a space where we don't feel nauseous with how much guilt is running around? And I'm talking about this today because one of the beautiful women on my Instagram messaged me about it and said this is something that she really struggles with. And I was like, yep, that is such a great thing to talk about. It's something I have really struggled with. It's something my partner struggles with. It's something my parents have struggled with. Like we can basically just look around to any pocket of society and find that people struggle to just chill the fuck out. (laughs) Yeah. And it gets to the point where, you know, you might be in personal development and you're learning about self-care is important and boundaries are important and, you know, taking time off is important and, you know, you've gotten to that burnout stage and you need to rest or you're teetering on burnout and you know that you need to rest, you know that you need to slow down. So you start trying to implement things to help you slow down, to take self-care, to have those boundaries. But even when you're doing it, all you can feel is this guilt. And so it almost feels like, well, what's the point? What's the point of resting when I just feel like shit about it anyway? Well, there's plenty of point, (laughs) plenty of point, mainly to do with your health and your mental health. But also we can get to a space where you don't feel as guilty and to a space where you don't feel guilty at all. And that being said, doesn't mean like it's just going to happen overnight. You're not going to learn off this podcast and, you know, do one thing. And it's like, oh, I don't feel guilty at all anymore because your nervous system is actually wired for the response you have around resting right now. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this later, but it's giving yourself time and grace and showing up for the rest anyway, showing up for yourself anyway showing up for what you your body needs and your mental health needs and giving it time while also doing the healing piece and the reframes and understanding what's going on and why you don't feel like you can rest. So what we're going to talk about is the function of guilt. Why do we feel guilty? And looking at not just the things are like directly related to us or have happened to us, but we're also going to look at society and society's role in this. And then we're going to look at three ways to create guilt-free rest. So let's talk about the function of guilt to start with, because this is not about like, I can never feel guilty. I should never feel guilty. Bullshit, right? We actually, every single emotion that we feel has a biological and social function. So the function of guilt is pro-social behavior. 
What that means is that it helps people behave appropriately to help one another and to treat each other fairly. So if you think about when we normally feel guilt outside of like this context, but if you have done something and you, you, knew, you know that it's going to hurt someone or you knew it did hurt them and you start feeling guilty, your response is, I should apologize. I should make amends. And so it helps us take a relationship that might be dysregulated or not working or there's been a breach of trust and reconnect back together to bring the tribe back together. So if you think about back in caveman times, we had to function more as more of a tribe than we do now, just because of the way society is set up. We have a lot more safety without needing so many other people. But back then it was like, we we're very exposed. We we're very exposed to the elements and to other animals and predators and all of that. And so we really had to be in a close knit tribe. So if no one had any guilt and no one felt bad about anything. We're not going to stay as a tribe. We're just going to like kill each other off. or just walk off and be like, stuff you. I'm not putting up with this crap. Right? And so guilt is what helped people see, oh, I've done something wrong here and I need to do something to amend that. And it brings people back together. And if you're still like, I don't want to feel guilt. The only person or the only people on this in this world, on this planet, who do not experience guilt at all are clinically diagnosed psychopaths. So let's be happy that you experience guilt because it means that you are just a normal, beautiful, wonderful human. Congratulations. You made it. <laughs> so let's talk about this type of guilt that we're experiencing around rest. We can call it toxic guilt. Okay. So we have healthy guilt, which is pro-social behavior. You met, you fuck up in a relationship and you go and apologize. You see that your partner's really struggling with something and you get that twinge of, Oh, I should help them. Cause you know, if you sit there, you're going to start feeling guilty. You're not helping them. So that's the twinge of, Oh, I'm going to get up and I'm going to help this person. So it's, it's creating that society. And then we have the toxic guilt. And this is when we take like way too much responsibility we're creating guilt around things we shouldn't feel guilty for because we aren't harming anyone. We have nothing to apologize for and there's nothing to amend. Even though we try to amend these invisible things by working way too hard. So you know that you have toxic guilt because it feels like self-inflicted anger and self-deprecation about how bad we are for things like not working hard enough. I let others down because I needed a break. I, you know, I need to set boundaries. I can't keep saying yes. I need to say no. And then we beat ourselves up. I should be able to keep going. I should have all of this energy. I shouldn't need a break. Yeah. And we, we almost take away from our self-worth and make ourselves feel so guilty for our biological urges, for our body's needs. And there's, I was talking to someone recently, actually, and we're talking about being a woman. I'm going to talk a little bit about being a woman a bit later in this episode and how it impacts women. And, you know, she is a high achiever in the business world, likes to get a lot of things done. And she basically just said, I always felt being a woman was being an inconvenience or was an inconvenience to be a woman because of getting periods and the hormones and all of those things. And that just made me so sad because I, I mean, I love being a woman, <laughs> even with the periods and all the things that come with it. I love it and I wouldn't want to change it for the world. 
and I was like, that's such a reflection on our society, right? Is that we shame ourselves. We feel guilty about our biological function and nature because it doesn't fit into society's mold. And so off the get-go, if you're a woman, it's almost like the shame is programmed into you because we don't work on this very linear, always going, always forward momentum fashion. We're very cyclical. And that's not to say like men aren't cyclical or male bodies aren't cyclical. Of course they are. But with our hormones and all the things, like if we're in one part of our cycle, we've got one hormone, which I can't remember the name of right now. I'm not a, not a period specialist, but I know this from when I used to do nutrition. Um, but if we're in one part of our cycle, we have this hormone that makes us really productive and we get lots of creative ideas and we're like lit up and really excited. And then the other part of our cycle, when we have more estrogen, Correct me if I'm wrong. Someone can message me if you're a period special and you're like, wrong hormones, Kayla. I'll be like, okay. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's estrogen and estrogen is more of like a chill hormone. And so we are in that part of our cycle where it's like, we're lazy. We can't really be bothered. <laughs> like We just want to sit around and not really do anything and kind of go into our introverted place and all of that sort of stuff. And that's just part of our hormone cycles. And we then feel guilty about it. We feel bad for needing to rest. We feel bad that I only feel productive for two weeks of a month. And today we want to work on how can we start to look at why that is and how we can start to shift it. Because it's not fun. It's not fun. And no one wants to be burnt out. And the fact is, it's so funny, right? This is before I get into more of it. Especially in business. <laughs> I find this in business, but in anything, it's like we work so hard because we're like, I want to make all this money and then I can go and have all this fun and go on all these holidays. And then we try to do it and we're like, I feel really bad. <laughs> I feel so guilty. And so we're actually, it's like all of our work is pointless because we don't actually use the money for the things that we thought we would. Or if we do, we just feel like shit the whole time. And so we don't get the what we wanted. We don't get the feeling. We don't get the experience we desired. And then we start feeling guilty about that. And it's a trap really, isn't it? (laughs) Society is a trap. Anyway. So why do we feel guilty for resting? Firstly, society. (laughs) So society really does place a high value on productivity and achievement. And so we're going to feel guilty when we aren't being productive and achieving because the message is, is like, we think we should be constantly working towards something. This is really, really reinforced by the personal development industry as well. You know, it's like achieve your goals, have higher standards, like unlimited potential, go, go, go. And uh, it's always about goal setting and how to achieve it. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? I talk about that all the time. But it's also knowing, A, just because you can doesn't always mean that you need to, doesn't always mean that you should. There is a really beautiful balance of being able to listen to your discernment of what's needed for you right now. Because if going for that extra thing, like, you know, if you're in business and it's like, I want to do $2 million a year, I want to do a million dollars, I want to do a hundred thousand. And it comes at the expense of your relationship, your health, like everything, just as we can, doesn't mean we should. And in society, we live in a capitalistic society, right? So basically it's about business, it's about profit, it's about achievement, it's about, you know, consumption, all of those things. 
And we are told off the get go, like your value and success are derived from our ability to be productive. So if I am not constantly, the underconscious messaging here is if I am not constantly working on completing my goals, I feel like I'm failing as a human being. If you think about the ego and our identity, we don't like to feel like failures, right? It triggers depression and anxiety and identity crisis and like all of these things. And so if we, if taking time off and not achieving something or not being productive is correlated with who I am as a person and my self-worth, of course, it's going to feel like shit to take time off. Of course it is. Our society also encourages us to work more because of that capitalistic society, because businesses, they want to make money. They want to make money from your hard work. Yeah, the more profit, the better a business is seen. And that is the society that we live in. That means when you work double time, well, when you work for longer, you get double time or triple time. So it's like the harder you work, the longer you work, the more you're going to get paid. The more you sacrifice your health and your relationships, the more money you make. And then society is going to go, clap, clap, good job. You're worthy now. You're successful. And you're like, I've got the house and I, I have all the things I wanted to achieve and I'm really unwell. And I don't enjoy any of it and I kind of hate it and I feel like shit and I'm constantly stressed. But society's still going to sit there and tell you, yeah, but you did a good job. You made it. And so that is, that's so hard to reconcile because our mind is telling us one thing and our body is telling us another. Because we also live in this society, which is all about individual achievement, it drives comparison and competition. So... We will keep working or wanting to work because we want to be better. And so we start to feel bad. We start to feel guilty because we're like, I'm not doing better. This person is doing all of these things. And now I feel guilty because I'm not, I'm not doing all of those things. And if you think about that sort of pro-social thing I was talking about with the function of guilt, that will come in here as well. Like even though we are an individualistic society, if we somewhat see someone doing all of the work and they're just like going and going and going because we are meant to be competitive and we're meant to like get it to the top and all of that, but unconsciously and underlying, we are still having that feeling of guilt triggered that, oh, I should help them. So it's like this double thing of your ego and your mind's probably like, I need to compete and I need to keep going. And also I feel equally like shit that I'm not helping this person that they're having to do everything by themselves. So this is reinforced by social media. Society is constantly like, the media is basically how we learn, we learn to act and behave. And anything that's normalized on the media that we're constantly seeing is going to feed into everything we're feeling. So if you're like, okay, I'm going to take some time off. I'm gonna relax. You jump on your phone. And all you see is people achieving things. And they're like, I did this launch or I did this at work and I got this promotion and I did this in my relationship and I'm on a yacht and I'm on a beach and I'm on a holiday. And you're like, I'm just sitting here trying to have a break. And now I don't feel like I'm doing enough because I'm not doing what they're doing and they look so much better than me. 
And so we start to feel guilty because we feel like we're not doing enough. Because if we were doing enough, we would be like those people. And the next piece that I want you also to think about is the unconscious messaging of what people say about those who aren't productive or, or achieving. So I'm telling you all of these bits and pieces just to get your mind to wonder and bring curiosity. Hmm. How is that playing in for me? Where have I heard that? Where have I unconsciously committed that I agree with what they've said? And then it's feeding into how I feel when I'm resting. So what people say about those who aren't productive or achieving, they're dull bludgers. They just want handouts. She's just a gold digger. She just wants to do nothing and for a man to pay for everything. They will never amount to anything. They are snowflakes. This one, especially for the millennials and anyone after that generation who it's so funny. Like it's, I hear it all the time from like the older generation about um, the younger generation. And they're like, I don't want to work 40 hours a week. I want to work part time. And they're like, they're so entitled. They should just work hard. And we're like, ah, <laughs> now I feel bad because I'm being shamed by other people who, especially if they're like your parents or people you have relationship with, of course, we're going to start to feel guilty because they're shaming us for it as well. And so it's adding another layer in the personal development space. There's this whole thing around like settling. And if you're, if you're settling, AK, you're just going to be happy with what you have and you don't want to keep achieving or pushing. It's like, oh, you've just got limiting beliefs. You just don't believe in yourself enough. Yeah, and that's how the personal development space feeds into this is that you just keep being told that that you basically gaslit that your your desire to slow down or to settle, quote unquote, just because it doesn't look like someone else's, you know, six billion dollar business and yacht. It's like you're not enough or it means that, you know, you're not thinking big enough. You're not expansive enough. Like, get fucked. <laughs> Everyone is going to have a different version of what they want in their lives and what they are happy, happy with. And for some people, amazing, like yacht, Prada, all the things. And for some people, it's like, I want a tiny home and a goat. And that just feels like the most exciting thing ever. <laughs> it's like neither of those are limiting to those people. They actually feel exciting. But if you switch them, so if you try to put the Prada yacht person into the tiny home, that's going to feel limiting. And if you try to put the limiting, the tiny home person into the yacht and Prada, they're like, oh, I don't like it. This is not what's for me. So have a look at, have a look at what people are saying to you about productivity and achievement. And if you don't know what people have said to you about it, listen to what you say about it. Because we unconsciously just take that on and internalize it and use it against ourselves to make ourselves feel guilty. And that's that toxic guilt that comes through. The other ways that society can play into this is gender roles. So women, this is about women. And obviously this affects men as well because gender roles for men, are you have to be the provider and you need to make all the money and look after the woman and look after the family through your financial success basically so they feel like they have to work all of the time to make all of the money women on the other hand are 
taught that they need to place the needs of others above themselves and then rest can be seen as selfish and indulgent. So we see men working all the time. Then we feel like we need to do the same, especially if we've got the feminist lens on of, I want it to be equal. The thing is, is that it's often not equal. And this is not every case. And I just want to always say that like everyone has their own experience and this is just what I've experienced. And if you've experienced something different, amazing. But it's, you know, women are going, I want to have freedom for uh, financial freedom and look after my own finances and like how, you know, be one of the, be the breadwinner and all of that. And so we try to do an equal contribution financially. But the other thing is, is that, we're also unconsciously told and conditioned that we need to look after everyone else and the house and the kids. So we go to work and we work our asses off and we try to keep up with all the men because they don't have to usually come home and do all the other things. So we try to keep up with them. Then we start feeling guilty that we're not spending time with our families and we're not cleaning the house and we're not doing enough lunches and we're not doing enough of that. And so we go, uh, how do I balance this? Okay, I'm going to go home. And I can't rest when I get home because now I've got to look after all of these other things. And so we feel guilty about taking time off because not only do we want to equally contribute because that's, you know, the way that society is a lot of the time with equality and all of that. But we also feel like we have to look after the kids because we are taught that we need to place the needs of others above ourselves and look after everyone else, which means we can't rest because it's seen as selfish. And the final bit on society is it's very unconscious sexism, right? It's very unconscious sexism, this whole guilt around rest. And traditionally the feminine energy, so the feminine energy, so every man and every woman and every like body, everybody, every person on this earth has feminine and masculine energy, or you can look at it as yin and yang, black and white. doesn't really matter how you look at it, but it's just like two different energies. You can look at creativity and uh, whatever the opposite, <laughs> like creativity and doing or being and doing. That's even a better one. Okay. So the feminine relaxation energy is that of flow. It's that of pleasure and fun and being looked after and talking and just, you know, chilling out. When people are in that space of just spending time with their friends and they're being flowy and even creativity, like generally creativity is more of a feminine trait. Like that's how people associate it. So the way this turns into sexism is that our women or us as women have been shut down and repressed for centuries. So that means everything innately feminine or has a feminine essence, such as flow and creativity and pleasure and fun and dilly dallying, whatever. It's been shamed because women have been shut down. And so our society reflects this by consistently still shaming that if you are doing less and being less productive, then you are somehow less worthy than those who are being more productive and achieving more and have more drive, which are the traditional masculine aspects of society. 
that's the patriarchal society, right? That's what we're referring to is that it's, yes, it's men driven, but it's also this um, achievement and drive and push and productivity. Like that's what we're talking about here. And so if the flip side of that is being seen as not good enough, the very unconscious messaging here is that the feminine and women are not as good as men. Yeah. So it's noticing how that can play into it as well of, am I actually somehow putting down a feminine energy by shaming it and feeding into unconscious sexism? That's a big concept to think about. It's a big concept. And you don't have to agree. You can be like, Caitlin, I don't know what the fuck you just said. <laughs> and I don't care. I'm just thinking about myself. Or... This might trigger some curiosity for you and be like, hmm, am I feeding into a society that inherently tells women and their cycles and the things that go along with the feminine essence that it's not worthy and it's less than because it's not always, quote unquote, productive? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> the next thing, so coming off society, and there was a lot to do with society there, we have our, our personal and individual upbringings and expectations. The reason I want to start with society is also remembering, like, we can just go, it's mum's fault or the teacher's fault or this person's fault, blah, 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 and, like, individually blame people. But we need to understand that that person is, like, underneath a very large umbrella that affects us all. And because we want to fit into society, because again, caveman days, we need to work together. Whatever is the norm in society, people are going to try to live up to, even if that means repressing and shaming other people or getting them to act in certain ways. And they're not doing that to hurt us intentionally. They're actually doing it because they believe that's what's going to keep us safe, that that's going to stop us from being harmed. So when I was talking to my partner the other day, he actually said um, when he was growing up, he was quite like had a quite like feminine essence basically to him. Like he was just super chill and he didn't he wasn't very aggressive and he was just like, yeah, whatever. Um, happy go lucky kind of thing, which is associated with the feminine. And his dad had watched his brother. So my partner's uncle when his dad, my partner's dad and his uncle went to school, his uncle was much like my partner and his dad had watched him get beat up all the time. Yeah. So he would be like, whatever. And just kind of let people do whatever. And just like loving towards everyone. And then he got harmed because people felt like I can pick on this person because they're not going to do fuck all about it. So when my partner comes along, his dad has witnessed his brother be beat up this whole time in his life and be harmed. And so now his dad projects onto my partner, you cannot be like that because you will come to harm. You need to be a man. You need to be aggressive. You need to be tough. You need to be the boss. So it's looking at 
not just blaming the person for how they've brought us up, but looking at, well, how society reinforced this into them. And now they're reinforcing it into us in order for us to say, stay safe, even if it means that we have to disconnect from our true essence. That is what I want you to think about. So upbringings and expectations. If you got in trouble for not being an A plus student, yeah, you went home, you had a C and your parents were like, not good enough. You need to study more. Or if you got praised for being an A plus student, if every time you got really good grades, everyone was like, you are so amazing. You're like, oh, this is how I receive love. Awesome. This is unconscious. You didn't choose that. <laughs> like you're, you're feeling love because that's people are happy. They're smiling. And we're taking that as children as I'm doing good. I am worthy because I've achieved. If people punish you for not achieving, for not doing well at school, you are going, oh, okay, I need to do well. Otherwise, I'm not good enough and I'm not going to feel safe and loved and belonging. If you got in trouble for not helping around the house or your room being a mess and it's like you sat down and you wanted to like play some video games or play with your friends and it's like not until you clean, not until this is done. And you're like constantly getting in trouble for like playing before working. And it's just going that like that just gets wired in as work is more important than play. Work is more important than play. I have to eat all my vegetables before I have my dessert. Yeah, always this messaging just unintentionally, right? People just, this is just the way society works. And so we're receiving all of this and it's all contributing to the way we're feeling now. If you saw your parents constantly working and they reinforced or just you observing them, just reinforced that you need to work hard to be successful. And they'll probably said things about it as well, right? Like if you don't work hard, you're just going to be a dull bludger. If you don't work hard, you're never going to get anywhere in life. If you don't work hard, you're not going to get the man. You're not going to get the woman. You're not going to get the like whatever. Or you just saw them working hard and not taking space. And we just... Half the things we learn, like we can learn through praise and punishment and we can just learn through observation. So if mum and dad act a certain way, I'm probably going to act the same way, especially if what they do, what they did doesn't harm me. If your parents acted in a certain way that caused or inflicted harm on you that now feels unsafe, then you will probably reject your parents. Okay. So. An example of that in this context about not being able to rest is if you saw your parents not working hard. So you saw them not working hard and then you saw them suffer financially or you saw some other impact on them, whether it was rejection from society or feeling shamed by society. And that would have come down and like impacted you. And so you swore I'll never be like that. I will always work hard. I will always make more money. I will achieve. I will like move up the ranks of society because I don't want to be like my parents. And we end up like our rejection of them harms us because we're like, oh, I, because I so don't want to be seen like that, then I would rather not rest and just work, work, work. It's like we can be seen in a certain way, but it doesn't make us become someone else. It's like this little mind trick. Like our mind says, if you allow yourself to be like that, like it's just going to be all of you. And that's, you know, you're going to become exactly like that person. 
And that's not true. <laughs> like no two people are alike. And we also need to understand what was impacting your parents and what happened to them in their life to get them to that space. Like you have free will, you have choice. And that doesn't mean you need to work your ass off to the point of burnout just to prove how you're not like something. This all feeds into our shadows, of course. Society, what we're seeing in social media, gender, uh, gender roles, unconscious sexism, all of these things that we constantly see, plus what our family has told us and praised and punished and what we're rejecting, all forms our shadow, which is ultimately what is being triggered when we are resting. It comes back to us. So if we want to shift any of these things, we're not going to be able to go and tell everyone to, you know, this is this is not great for women. We need to change things. This is not great for men either. Like, you know, men burning out and thinking that they need to provide all the time. We don't live in, you know, the fucking 1900s anymore. We need, like, I'm going to tell you to change it and we're not changing it. No, we are part of society. So society is made up of all the individuals in it. So if you want to start, if we want to change something, we have to start with ourselves and let that ripple out. Which means we need to do our own shadow work of what is it for me that I have learned from my society, from my upbringing, and what I am now constantly shaming or guilting that's alive within me. So if you're, if the shadow is lazy, which is more than likely it, what it is, like I feel lazy and I feel guilty for being lazy or I feel guilty for being unproductive. If that's coming up, that's what we have to change. We have to stop shaming something within ourselves if we want to stop shaming it in other people and keep recreating this cycle. The whole thing was created because your parents learn to shame it within them or people around you learn to shame it within themselves. And then whatever they project outwardly is that shame and we pick up on it and then we shame it within ourselves and we internalize it and then we shame other people. It's this fun little game that we all play. So we can, if we stop shaming that and we allow ourselves to be lazy sometimes, it doesn't mean that we're only going to be lazy. Your little achiever, your little driven part of you isn't just going to go away. The only time it goes away is when we go from like push, 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 burnout, and then we do nothing. It's like, that's taken over because it was so underexpressed and so pushed down that it's like the overexpression is going to, it's going to, the overexpression is the problem, right? Which means the underexpression was the original problem. But you notice that things don't have these big chaotic tendencies to go up and down when they're not underexpressed. And if you think about anger, for example, when anger is underexpressed, when anger is underexpressed and it is pushed down, pushed down, pushed down, pushed down, pushed down. What happens is that when it's released, you don't just get the one thing that released it. You get all of it, which is why it comes out like a blackout rage, very aggressive, very violent people screaming. And if we had just had healthy releases of that anger and allowed it not to be repressed and built up, then it would come out like one tenth of what it comes out as. Same with lazy and unproductive. It's like if we just give that part of our space to be expressed 
we allow ourselves to do sweet fuck all on the couch, to take holidays, to take rest, and we learn to see what the beautiful gift in that is and how that helps us. It actually helps us be more productive as well. It helps us be kind and compassionate to others. It helps us be more connected with our children and our friends and our relationship. Right? We all know that. We know that when we are well looked after and we have had lots of water and we have eaten enough food, we are just better people. We're kinder. And so seeing how like, the gift in these parts of being unproductive, being lazy could actually be so beautiful for you. And that's how we start to do the shadow work is we find the gifts. How could being lazy or unproductive actually help me? And then we also need to do the shadow work, um, the nervous system re-regulation around it as well. So the three ways that we create guilt-free rest. One, question your beliefs about success and achievement. Where did they come from? Where did you learn this? Are you just unconsciously running a program that someone taught you, which isn't actually what you want to believe? How does believing what they've taught you lead you to feeling worse? How does it lead you to feeling better as well? We don't want to just look at one side of the coin, start to unpack it all. And is that the world that you want to live in with all these beliefs about success and achievement and doing and hustle and productivity is that the world you want to live in and have others around you live in if not what would you want to believe how would you want to prioritize because we can have both one thing I've really worked on is allowing myself to have both productivity and rest and neither are wrong and neither are bad it's great to be productive it's fun I like achieving things I like ticking goals and it's also really fucking helpful to be lazy and unproductive number two Do your shadow work and trauma work around lazy. So what I was saying just before, shift your nervous system response through reframes and release. Reframes is finding the gift. How can it help you? How could it change your life? And release is that if you feel that trigger in your body, it needs to be released through emotional management. So whether that's like getting up and shaking your whole body, screaming into a pillow, jumping up and down, whatever it is that helps you actually move that rather than contracting around that feeling and then just being like, it's really uncomfortable. So I'm just going to keep working. So I don't have to feel this discomfort in my body. Cause I don't know how else to deal with it. And number three, let there be guilt. <laughs> let the guilt be there. It is normal to feel this. And especially if you have been functioning a certain way for a certain number of years, that's just your nervous system. And that's just the way your mind is wired. And it's going to take time to, to change that and to not feel guilty. But when you do the underlying work to start to understand it, it's going to help you make new decisions. For me, when I didn't understand all the societal things, especially, I just was like, I'm just broken. And I should, you know, in personal balance, like you should want to take time off or you should have self-care. I couldn't fully put together like, yeah, but why? Why should I take, why should I look after myself? Because society is telling me this thing and blah, blah. And then when I started to put it all together, I was like, oh, I get it. (laughs) I get why I don't want to take time off, why I think I should, I should always be busy. And I can see how it's going to be really helpful to me to actually create this guilt-free rest. But when I started making those changes, there was a transition phase where the guilt was like 
the girl was like screaming at me because it was trying to get my attention like a small child. And we know that when we ignore a child, it just screams louder. (laughs) But eventually, if you keep ignoring it, it will stop. Don't ignore children, by the way. But (laughs) we know that it will stop it eventually. So we do want to not necessarily like ignore it, but just be like, I see you, I hear you, I know you're scared and I love you and I'm going to do something different and I promise it will change. So if you need to set boundaries, set boundaries with yourself, set boundaries with others, communicate where you're at with people. If you're exhausted and you need time and you need to have more rest, if you need to start leaving work early, not early, but like on time, tell your boss, right? And prioritize your self-care. That is guilt-free rest. Your three ways, a reminder, question your beliefs around success, achievement. Where did it come from? Are you just living into societal norms or is that actually how you want to live? Two, do your shadow work and trauma work around lazy or unproductive. Three, let the guilt be there during that transition phase and you can still choose to do something different. Amazing. If you're wanting to do this work, if you're wanting to do this healing work and this shadow work, then there are still spaces left for the Ignite Retreat. August 24th to 27th on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland. We're going to do the deep wound. We're going to heal the deep wounds and the shadows that are driving you to overwork and to feel guilty all the time. We're going to question what's really going on there and get you into a space of balance and equilibrium for you. Where do you want to do more? Where do you want to do less? And actually knowing that you can do that. So all the information about the Ignite Retreat is in the show notes. You can download it. If you want to become a shadow work facilitator and coach, the Shadow Alchemy certification will run in September. So if you want to enroll in that and become a student of this work and a student of mine, make sure you grab all of the information from the show notes as well. If you have loved this episode, please share it with someone you think who could help. Let me know your biggest takeaway in my DMs, complete underscore by Caitlin, and leave a review. The more reviews you guys leave, the more this can hit other people and help them and actually change change the world to the way that we want it to be. All right, lovely humans. I'll talk to you all in the next episode.